Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and I want to thank you both old and new listeners for tuning in. Now yeah, usually we don't go live on a Monday, but it's a very big week in the world of WWE and obviously last week we only had one episode as I jaunted off to WrestleMania, so I thought it'd be a great idea to sit down and take a look at the Superstar Shake-Up and try to predict what is going to happen, but I didn't want to do it alone, so I reached out to one of my awesome Patreon members, which you too can be a part of, at patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316, and that's why today, for the very first time, I'm welcoming my man James onto the podcast. James, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, Simon. Good, I'm glad. Now, look, it's the first time you've been on. What I always like to do is have a quick chat. Dude, how'd you get into this crazy thing called pro wrestling? Why'd you like pro wrestling? All the little things that kind of... You know, it made men and women in pants fighting appeal to you, basically. That's what, that's what I want to know. <laughs> the the physical soap opera, as I like to tell people Hell who yeah, look at man. me strangely. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I've only been in wrestling for, what is it, under two years? I All think right. I started watching back in October 2017. Okay, so still kind of like early days, really. At very early days. Yeah. So how did you get into it? What, what, I mean, how, don't give me your age, but... Sort of why? What? I mean, obviously you're an adult, right? You're an adult. Why? Right. Why do you think it's now and not when you're a kid? Because obviously a lot of people get into it when they're kids. Because it's easier to, you know, ignore all the baloney when you're a kid, and then when you're an adult, you well, just watch it anyway. <laughs> I also had, um, I think there was no one around me who talked about wrestling. No, none of my, no one in my school when I was a kid. No, nothing like that. My parents were just like, oh yeah, if it were ever brought up, I think it was like, oh yeah, that's fake. Yeah, <laughs> just like straight yeah. up, no, no, no. Um, but I heard a lot about wrestling, um, whenever I listened to Total Biscuit, cause he would talk wow, about it on man. Twitter. Yeah. And that's how I actually found about, about you was when you went on the co-optional podcast so many months ago. Well, that, well, damn. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, <laughs> isn't it funny how the world works? I mean, chat, I know Total Biscuit was, a. A divisive character I and mean, obviously he, he passed away and we talked about this at the time when he did pass away but as his name is brought up and because i like to mention this to people he did a lot for me total biscuit he really really did like say whatever you want about him i personally i didn't agree with all of his views but that's the same you know with a lot of people but he went out he went above and beyond to help me on youtube and yeah so i i, I always shout that guy out it was it was really good to me so yeah i appreciate it. that's amazing dude that's amazing to, to think you found out found out that way it's just it blows my brain yeah and then so I, I think i started watching your videos after that i'm just like you know what i this seems crazy so i might as well give it a try and i think wow mass is amazing <laughs> yeah so i think i first jumped in when it was hell in a cell for october okay it's not the worst thing to start big people throwing themselves into steel I, exactly <laughs> Because uh, there's two main matches I remember. It was the beginning and then the ending. The beginning being, I think it was the Usos versus the New Day for the tag team, one of the tag team championships. It's probably SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I was just like, there's a Xavier Woods has a trombone. He's he's hitting people with this is insane. <laughs> what is this? I love it. And then of course at the very end we get KO and Shane O'Mac 
fighting and it's just oh so this man just throws himself off every conceivable thing it did. this <laughs> isn't i love it you had shane mcmahon's gimmick down in 10 minutes <laughs> exactly Which i was like out. is it is what's what, he gonna jump off next are they just gonna keep adding to to the steel yes. cage yes every single time <laughs> yes 100 percent. yes <laughs> and then seeing him when I, I think i saw a clip when he was doing a coast to coast with the someone in the turnbuckle trash can in front of them i'm just like oh here we go that's amazing, dude. I love it. <laughs> so you get you get through Hell in a Cell, and you like it, obviously. But then, what do you watch? Raw? Do you watch SmackDown? Do you go on YouTube? I mean, what, what's kind of the next step? Well, I watch. Oh, how did I? I'm trying to remember how I first watched it because now I watch it through Hulu. So I watch Raw, the right. Uh, they're the short version, right? I was just like, for I, my job is twelve hour shifts, so. I may be off on Mondays, but the Hulu cut doesn't come up until the next day. So it's just like, yeah, I don't think three. I I, I don't have live TV, and I don't have three hours to dedicate for Raw. <laughs> no, well, no, no, who, who does, man? Like, it's a conversation we've had here on many times, and I, I want to get to your thoughts on WrestleMania in a second, but I think the length of the show is, is be it WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown's fine. Um, I get SmackDown gets thrown in there, obviously, culminatively, because it's still an extra two hours of content you've got to watch. So no, I can I completely understand that. What did you think? Because well, actually, screw it, let's go down. What do you think when you go looking into Raw and you find out it's three hours long? Are you a bit like, are you kidding me? Like you just said, my days are 12 hours. When do you expect me to get a three-hour wrestling show in? <laughs> well, when I first started, I didn't have the, uh, the the 12 hours yet. But yeah, I was just like, no. But then, but when I first started, I was just like, this is so new to me. I will consume whatever I need. Just, just get the fix. And now I'm just like, all right, I know, I know what wrestling is now. I know what I prefer in it, so I know I can kind of pick and choose what I want from Raw. Yeah, well, exactly, man. Right, because a lot of it is. Well, I think my biggest problem with Raw, and I do enjoy Raw, but I sometimes wonder: Am I enjoying Raw? Am I enjoying the fact to get to critique Raw? Like it's a, it's kind of a, it's a, a and B. Well, yeah, I think it probably is a little bit of both. But I think the biggest problem I have is that when I'm, I'm done. I kind of add up all the segments. I'm like, even for a three-hour show, there's a lot of segments, and oh, I think yeah. I think because sometimes they go they go a bit I go a bit a bit overkill as if they feel like they had to overdo to fill you know 180 minutes of 180 minutes of content. So who's the kind of? There's usually somebody you know you warm to a wrestler that you know it's not just the craziness of wrestling like you say Shane Man jumping off cages. It's there's a rest that you just like, be that instinctively or whatever. Is there a guy or a girl that you, that you warm to? Or was it just because it was so stupid? You're like, you know, I can watch this. <laughs> oh, that's what definitely kept me going at first. Although, I don't think it's just one wrestler. Although, I will say that the one type of wrestler I really love are just the heels that get in your face. They're just overly arrogant. And they're just, I am so better than you. Like, when uh, when I first started watching... Uh, the Miz held the IC title. And I will say, I know you've mentioned before in other podcasts about, you know, l- let people have their title reigns. Let these belts mean something. Just like when uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey lost their their belts to the Iconics. <laughs> you know, I like it's that. Like, I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I hate them in the way that I meant to hate them. Because they're oh, supposed I, I, to be. My friend will look at me and he'll say, It's like, I hate them. I'm like, You, you know, that's the point, right? You know, you're just playing into their hand. I'll just like, I still hate them. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but when they do the iconic thing, I can't help but smile. It's one of those amazing <laughs> things in the world of wrestling that you really warm to. 
And you're not, again, I, I don't know what it is. It's like Santino Morella's sock puppet. Uh, what's it, Cobra thing, which you may not actually know about. Um, or, I've, I've seen him uh, square up with Mick Foley and Mr. Stocko. Right, okay, yeah. a small clip yeah, of it. You know, so stuff like that, because I'm sure, and I don't this sounds weird, but I mean, if I saw that in a kid's TV show, you know, say my, <laughs> my niece or something was watching, I'd be like, I may giggle, because, oh, that's silly, but I wouldn't have any affiliation with it. However... When they do it in wrestling, they do it over and over again. Eventually, I find myself looking forward to it. When I see it live, it's a thing. So I don't know. Re- wrestling is really good at doing stuff like that. So I, I completely understand. It's the there's a there's a quirkiness to it that becomes very enjoyable after a while. Oh yeah. Talk to me about WrestleMania 35. Did you? This is only your second WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second WrestleMania. I think between the two, I enjoyed. I think 35 was a bit be- a little bit better. They're kind of on the same level. Um, although oh, I still maintain that so far, this WrestleMania moment, I had, I was watching the show live itself and I had Twitter up and I will never forget the moment when the ref comes up to John Cena and the crowd oh, right, right after Oscar had just lost. And my friend and I were freaking out and he just runs up the ramp and just all, all the memes that happened. It was just, it was great. I mean, that again, that that ties into the Iconics thing, right? John Cena hopping over and just legging it. I just laugh. I don't think I'd laugh. I don't think I'd laugh if I saw that in any other, you know, any other, uh, uh, I can't even think of the right word, environment. But it was just, it's just so dumb. It's just so funny. And the look on his face was so ridiculous. Like, this is why I love wrestling. Because it is absolutely ludicrous. But do you find yourself that you're more interesting now than you were when you first started watching it? Like, for me, I really got into it when I was a kid. Then I had a couple of years break. But when I came back to it a second time, I just knew deep down I'm watching this for life. Do you think you're there now? Or do you kind of still feel like you're in your sort of habitation process where you're still learning? Because obviously a lot of the stories they're telling at the moment are going to be brand new to you. And especially, I, th- I always think this, if you're a new wrestling fan and you see a lot of negative on social media or on Twitter, you may actually be a bit perplexed by it because wrestling, if you don't know that they're just copying what they did, you know, 10 years ago, is really exciting. And it's really fun because you've got nothing else to compare it to. So why wouldn't you enjoy it? Well, I will say that I, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of stories I have not experienced personally. Like I never experienced Stone Cold, but I know exactly. Yeah. Becky Lynch isn't she's not stone cold but at the same time she has many aspects of stone cold just not giving a damn about yeah. Vince and everything like that. Yeah. So I mean there there's what was it there's no original idea under the sun but at the same time if you just kind of find a way to present it it can be exciting. Yeah, I I, I think you know that's yeah, I I think people forget that is my point. Especially I mean obviously you're not but especially kids that start watching it. You know when a kid starts watching it they can't believe some of the stuff that goes on because it feels so it feels so ridiculous. Right, let's talk WrestleMania 35. Obviously, seven and a half hours long. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I mean, did, were you worn out? Did you watch the whole thing? Did you stay up to watch <laughs> it? Did you catch it up in chunks? Yeah, I actually had my... I've gotten one of my friends and my girlfriend into it. So this is the first WrestleMania that we all watched together. So that was something fun. And what does she think when you tell her it's going to be seven hours plus long? <laughs> She's just like, I need a, I need a break. I yeah. need a break about midway through. Absolutely. But do you think it was a good show? Or do you think just the, the sheer length of it wore you out? I mean, it'll wear anybody out, but I did, I watched all of it. I did enjoy it. Even though it was like, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. I'm like, all right, well that happened. Just, Congrats, Finn. Why did we take it off you? Yeah, I don't. Why, I mean, why did we spoil the demon? I pre- I presume that's why, because someone had the idea to, you know, have the demon come in at WrestleMania, which look it should have happened. It should have happened, right? It's it's the demon at WrestleMania should have been a yearly thing. Why they waited so long, I don't know. But oh, I don't know that the whole the whole thing was strange. Did you have a particular highlight from WrestleMania? 
I mean, I found it interesting when uh, Elias, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite people, someone I have two shirts of, <laughs> um, I, when he got interrupted by the Doctor of Thugonomics, I'm like, I have never seen this before. I have never seen Rapsina before. Of course so this you is haven't. So what? Fun. So what do you think about that? Because obviously, you know, not more edgy. You know, I think a lot. I'm not. I'm not alone in saying this. It's not like some kind of incredible opinion, but. I, I do certainly think if he had never changed that gimmick, he may not have got the booze that he got. I think people like that gimmick, and I think he probably could have stayed the course. See, I never, I never had an inclination to boo John Cena, but also I was never, and I was not in wrestling when he was pushed heavily. I just look at John Cena, and I'm like, you know what? This is a good man, and I will always be a smile when I see him come into the ring. But just seeing the uh, the th- Doctor of Thugonomics, I'm like, oh, this is a treat. I'm probably not going to see again. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you probably won't. I don't think you're going to see a lot more of John Cena, which I find amazing as well. When you started watching wrestling, John Cena wasn't a main fixture. I mean, he was around, but he was kind of transitioning out. And <laughs> Yeah, I hear all these names. It's like Triple H, uh, John Cena, and I'm just like, uh, Undertaker. I'm just like, oh, so I'm going to see them regular. Oh, wait, they're old men now. Oh, wait, yeah? what? What, 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 what do you think when The Undertaker comes out on Raw? Is that your first experience of an Undertaker? I mean, no, it probably wasn't, right? You must have come out before. I, I don't know. See, this is the yeah, thing. Yeah, 35 with Cena, or 34 with Cena. Of course. Okay, well, I mean, that's... When he, when he buried Cena. <laughs> Did you know about Undertaker? Because, I mean, it depends how into wrestling you are. I mean, a lot of people, you know, will know of The Undertaker because he's such an iconic character. But if you don't, and you first see that, you must be like, what the flip is this? <laughs> I think, the re- I think uh, Undertaker is the one universe... Well... I say the one. I mean, everybody knows the names Hulk Hogan, and I think most everyone knows uh, the Macho Man. But I will say the Undertaker is one of the universal wrestling characters. Like, if you say Undertaker, they're like, isn't that wrestling? They won't know him specifically or his gimmick, but they're like, yeah, that's a wrestler, right? I, I, it goes to but can, can you, are you able to justify in your head that he's a dead person because that's what a lot of people struggle with they're like wait a minute he's meant to be like my girlfriend does she's like what do you mean he's meant to be dead i'm like just meant to be dead what do you mean like he's dead he's a zombie but then how's he doing all this stuff it's like you're, you're overthinking it you just got to accept he's dead, that he's, and then yeah. he came back as biker taker well, he, well, that, it, it was that, just a phase for a while that, that is bad if anybody thinks biker taker is bad <laughs> that's fine I'm, I'm on board with that um actually we should talk about the undertaker i can't remember if we talked about this last week i don't think so he has indeed signed a new deal with wwe obviously if you've been following his career he'd started to do a lot more non character appearances which for the undertaker is very rare and now that's all he's going to do starcast 2 which he was signed up for he's going to do the signing part of the uk shows that he had over here but the q a has been cancelled and mick foley is taking uh, taking that over so yeah any of this kind of undertaker swell of you know kayfabe breaking nonsense we are respecting is dead ironically and he's going back to wwe on a bumper deal we obviously saw him attack elias on raw I don't think he's going to be a regular character, but he'll have a match with Elias at Saudi Arabia, and then and then who knows what. So, you know, The Undertaker, back with WWE full-time, I guess, or whatever full-time is for The Taker in, in 2019. When was that supposed t- retirement match? Never saw it, but I, I was always referenced. The thing with the retirement of wrestlers is I can't understand it. Like, I love what I do, and if I get to 70 years old and I'm still doing it, and I want to still do it, even if my content isn't as good, if I really do still enjoy it, I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm not going to stop retiring. I'm not going to retire because you want me to retire. That's what I never understood about that. It doesn't mean that you're not as you know. It doesn't mean that you suck compared to what you once did. That's just the ravages of age. But I completely understand him going regardless. It must be a really hard thing to give up when you've been doing it so long. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll always be happy to see Taker. I, it was just when I first getting into it, I'm like, wait, 
he's supposed to be retired. It's like, oh, wait, retirement actually doesn't matter <laughs> for quite a few wrestlers. That's, yeah, it, 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 he's the Undertaker as well. You're never going to get another one like him. So I think the longer he can hold on, because I, I understand because some people think that, oh, he's going to ruin his legacy. I don't believe that. It's like when, you know, Star Wars released a new movie and goes, oh, they've ruined the trilogy. I haven't. You could just ignore that movie if you want. Your enjoyment for the original three. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Let's talk. I mean, heck, I ignore the I ignore the prequels for many reasons. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all bad. Them. I used to think episode three was all right, and I watched it a while ago. I was like, nah, it's just not. It's just not. It's probably the best of the three. <laughs> but that's like saying, I from enjoyed... my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, fair play to George again. George Lucas wanted to make them. It's his property. Good for him. I'll never watch those three movies ever again as long as I live. There's just nothing there. There's nothing there. Even if someone says, Simon, let's do a Star Wars thing, I go, all right, apart from that bit in the early 2000s. Let's just skip those uh, whatsoever. <laughs> let's talk the Superstar Shake-Up. Obviously going down today and tomorrow. I think it's in Canada. I'm pretty sure that it is. Yeah, isn't it Montreal? I think so, yeah, which is going to make it fascinating because the Canadians are just awesome crowds and they go absolutely crazy. I would imagine there's going to be some some big shifts. Like A lot of people think that maybe this is where the SmackDown gets, you know, with all the big stars because obviously they're moving to in October. I don't think you do it now, six months before it happens. Like WWE make up their own rules. So you could easily just do another superstar excuse me, another superstar shakeup in September, should you so wish. Who do you want to see move? Like forget about what's realistic wow. and what's not realistic. Because my big one now, after sitting down and thinking about it, and I'm not sure they would do this because I think ever since he's come back, he's helped raw ratings. But I feel like moving Roman Reigns over to SmackDown would be really refreshing. Now, again, I, 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 I'm not sure that would happen. But to me, a big move like that, much like when John Cena did it back in the day, although the other way around, I just think it prevents new feuds. I think a heel Daniel Bryan versus a face Roman Reigns is interesting. Some kind of clash between AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, even though it's face faces face is interesting. A Randy Orton feud would be interesting. There are all these little things that I think about which make me go, if someone said, Simon, you can pick any kind of shift that you think will make WWE better, I put Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Again, I'm not thinking about ratings or numbers or business. I know people will tweet me going, oh, if you do this, that will happen. I'm sheerly talking about my enjoyment from a product point of view. And in that sense, it'd be Roman Reigns going to SmackDown. Yeah, that'd be more than interesting. I'd never seen him. I hadn't seen him on that side. He's only ever been on Raw for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't moves. think he's ever been on SmackDown, man. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Oh, wow. But as far as I know, I can never remember this version of Roman Reigns being on Tuesdays. So it is a big deal, right? And hopefully that you know, drums up some interest as well. Take a lot of kids with them, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, and maybe that's what they need, you know. I don't know the specific demographics when it comes to, like, you know, 12 to 18 or whatever the hell the brackets are. But he would do, like, and, you know, and kids love him. Maybe maybe it plugs a hole. I mean, do you have anyone like that? I guess, what did you think of the Superstar Shake-Up when you saw it last year as well? Because it's quite an interesting thing to learn. That's what they do. Oh, by the way, once a year, we just shuffle around <laughs> the entire roster. Yeah, I... Because I don't, yeah, whenever I got in, it was still the brand split. There's never been just two, hmm. I, the biggest thing I remember from the last one was, I mean, it was the, the aftermath of <clears throat> 34 when Daniel Bryan beat KO and Sammy and they were booted from SmackDown. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was interesting. And then they, <clears throat> excuse me, they had that celebration with The Miz coming to Raw and then. Oh, who, it was, and then he was told, Miz was told, oh no, you're going to SmackDown. Say hi to D, say hi to DB for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who do you want to, have you got any choices? Like, who do you want to shift across? Trying to, 
honestly, at this point, just seeing any of them go across to uh, SmackDown will be interesting, especially with how the Fox deal will do. See if any of them will be any bigger on Fox or you know what I mean? Just with the, the viewership that comes with it, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope – I don't know how crazy it's going to be because actually if you look at the the shifts we've had in the past, they, they're very good at oh, – it's wrestling, right? But they're very good at making out like more have happened than they actually have. Like I remember back in the day they pretended Triple H was going to SmackDown and he didn't. Like it, <laughs> it, it, by the end of the night, I think he'd been traded back for Booker T and, and somebody else. But I, I – I, I, given the ratings are down and given the general vibe around WWE – I think going in a bit crazy would not be the worst thing in the world. That's the way that I'll phrase it. So I'd move Roman, maybe. I, I think AJ Styles to Raw is 100% something you have to do. I think AJ Styles has done all he can. I know I just said the Roman Reigns thing, but just talking about the, the, the feud in general, I think that AJ Styles has been on SmackDown so long that he needs he needs something new. Same with Finn Balor. That's who I'd swap. I'd put Finn Balor on SmackDown, and I'd put AJ Styles on Raw. And that probably means that Sasha Mojo moves to Raw as well, because obviously he's the United States champion, and you're not going to have the IC title and um, someone else on that. So, right. Although I think that would be an interesting mix-up for the uh, the mid-card belts, because I've never be, never seen the uh, the IC title on SmackDown. It's like, oh, this is a new setting for it. That's that's interesting for me. Yeah, and I think that's important, right? I think that's that's what the shake-up should do, especially this year. You should tune in to Monday or Tuesday nights and straight away think to yourself oh wait this is i feel like something has changed you know i think that's really i think that's really important so i i hope they do that in terms of you know some people have said you think kofi and seth rollins would switch i doubt it i think that would be ridiculous mm-hmm. i think you gotta keep the world titles where they are <coughs> becky lynch is obviously going to be on both shows which would be so much better if we could do that with the world champions as well but we can't because they haven't unified and then when you move into the tag teams too i think i'd move the usos across to raw and I think I'd really put those tag teams... I'd try and showcase those tag team titles on what is still considered, quote-unquote, the big show. I mean, we can argue that till the cows come home, but that is how WWE sees it. And then you move Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins over to SmackDown. To me, as soon as I said that out loud, I think it's a better fit. In fact, I'd, I'd move quite a lot of the tag teams. I think, well, personally, I'd move all the tag teams onto one brand, but that's, a, that's another argument. <laughs> that's another argument to be had. But I, I think that WWE, while... I'd imagine they would rather not be in this position. The fact that the, the, the superstar shakeup has come at a time when they are, you know, the WrestleMania viewership were down. Let's go crazy. Let's have some fun with it. Clearly something isn't working. So let's plug whatever holes you think need to be plugged. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you think they'll call anybody up from NXT? Oh, it's always, it's always so sad to think about NXT call-ups considering just everybody that they just don't do anything with. EC3 and... What what is what is heavy machinery? I still don't understand what heavy machinery is doing. I hadn't seen them because of the Hulu cuts. It's just like they don't, they're not important. They're telling me. I think that sums it up right. I mean, WWE has to, <laughs> WWE has to approve those cuts, right? You'd have to imagine the fact that with the heavy machinery stuff, they're like, ah, don't even put them on the show. That is the problem with NXT call ups. But I think there's a few. I mean, look, Ricochet and Alistair Black, I think have done well. I quite like oh, them yeah. as a tag team. I know loads of people are like, oh, the one was a tag team. For now, I think. I, I think it works. So I think we should keep, you know, it's better than separating them and watching yeah, them just fall into the dust. Yeah, I think they develop that chemistry over time. It's It went from, oh, they're just thrown together. It's like, you know, they actually do kind of work. Even if they aren't a quote-unquote quote tag team, they do work well together. There is something there. 
I think so. And again, it's better than them being Apollo Crews or Heavy Machinery or, exactly. or EC3. And that could have happened if they were by themselves. I mean, I would have had them won the tag team championships, but whatever. You know, it's not it's not the end. I just say, of course, the the heart. I've just remembered the Hardys of the SmackDown champions. I forgot about that. I said the Usos, or maybe that's even more. I totally forgot the Hardys won the championships <laughs> on last week's episode of SmackDown. That was a weird one. Man, I did not see that coming at all. Maybe the Hardys move then. Oh, I don't know. Now that's just thrown me off entirely. Of course, there's also the subject of Lars Sullivan. I, you know, he, he needs. I to did find... not recognize his entrance. It's been for it's been so long. I'm like, what is this screaming entrance? Oh, it's Lars. Hi, Lars. I know. I, I honestly, I, I think most of us had right. Like, why? Uh, why would you remember? I think most of them. Most of us have put it out there. Well, I certainly had put them. Put them out the back of back of my mind. Where do you think he goes? Do you think Raw or SmackDown? What's the benefit from? I think he'd go on Raw because I think. Yeah, I think that that's the fact he's a big giant man is I don't know. I, I feel like Raw is more like you have your Braun Strowman and your Drew McIntyre. Like, I don't know. Raw feels like the powerhouse kind of brand to me for whatever reason. All right. It's because like, that's how they pitch it. And I think yeah. Yeah, but the, but the, I think the real thing is, do you want Lars and Braun Strowman on the same? Because obviously they're going to do a Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe feud. I think they made that perfectly clear. But does that mean Braun moves to SmackDown or Samoa Joe moves to Raw? And I guess it all depends on what they do with Finn Balor. I'd imagine Samoa Joe goes to Raw, but that in my head means yeah. you put Lars Sullivan on SmackDown, and that doesn't feel like a very SmackDown move given the way they usually book Raw and SmackDown. That's my point. So I'm intrigued. I, I, I think. I, I think. I just hope they go all out with it. I hope it's not a really. I, I think most superstar shakeups have actually been quite good, but I think it's important that they, 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 they can't afford to not make these shows feel awesome in the sense that the post-Raw WrestleManias and SmackDown didn't really do the numbers they used to do. So they've got yeah, to they, do the numbers now. it was very now. exciting. It was just like, oh, it's, another, it's, another, it's just another episode. It was, yeah. I mean, they, you know, the last Sullivan thing was cool and well, you know, whatever else has, has been going on. Lacey Evans finally got a punch yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, Lacey Evans got a punch in and you know, Becky Lynch is great. But yeah, I think we definitely need... It, these need to be the shows that get people excited that do viewers that people are talking about and, and so on and so forth and you know from nxt i think maybe you could call up the undisputed i don't think they will but i think you could call up the undisputed era and there's some you know some other guys that are probably ready but we wait you know we, we, we wait and see but i i think we could come out the other side with people being excited and that they need to reach a three million average really when it comes to the ratings and I can't see other any other show having the intrigue going in than these two. So you better believe that you want to live up to that. Also, one would hope. Yeah, because what are they pulling now? What was it again? Uh, like 2.9, I think they did for Raw. And SmackDown didn't move at all, like 2.2, which is crazy. Do you think that neither averaged 3 million for the post-Mania mm. shows? That's, uh, yeah, that's nuts. That's, that's, that's I keep thinking it. SmackDown's going to get... <laughs> more views but because i just personally prefer smackdown but i guess it's just the second day you view raw and you're like ah, i won anything so i'll skip smackdown for quite a few people yeah no i mean that's the I mean, that's the key when they move across which i think eventually they will you know i think eventually they will preload to a front load smackdown because they have to make sure that they appease fox you know that's going to be really important so they don't get bumped. but i don't think you have to do that now like i really 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 don't think you have to do that now like i think you can you can wait until the month before, and then that way it probably gets more excitement anyway to do that. 
Yeah, a lot, lot more build up and everything. It's like, oh, it's it's going to be a big deal. We're moving to Fox on Fridays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like now, people, even this shakeup, no matter what they do, will be commonplace in a month. Nobody will be tying into anybody else. So I don't know when the first one in, in October is, but I, you know, a few weeks before that, shift everybody around, try and get people talking for a few weeks, and then go across. That is, yeah, that I just think that makes much more sense. But what what they do, I mean, they could, if they transfer sort of 15 people around. The worst bit about these shows is always that WWE don't tell the people where they're going, which is crazy. Because if you move from Raw to SmackDown or SmackDown to Raw, your entire week changes. You go from like doing, you know, what is it, Friday to Tuesday shows to Thursday to Sunday, whatever it is. You, you know, your whole life just shifts in an instant. And they don't tell you. I always find that crazy. Yeah, I've never, I never, uh hopefully they advertise that come the month before just like hey but just a little commercial like or just a little, little insert before they go to commercial breaks like hey reminder we're, we're moving to fridays on fox we change the channel yeah don't don't all right i just imagine aew like putting commercials in at that time slot it's like you miss your, you miss your wrestling on tuesdays we'll come over to whatever channel we're on yeah no i mean look, and fox is already pushing it they're putting they're going to put in football games and other sports stuff that they're doing I look, they've got every opportunity to make it a big deal. And if it doesn't, you, you know, sometimes you have to sh- sh- just shrug your shoulders and go, maybe people just don't want to watch WWE anymore. Maybe you do need to come up with new, new... But look, hey, man, look, you're an example that new people will start watching. So, you know, let, let's throw it out there. Why, you know, what apart from listening to me and being like, you know, you wanted to check it out, what was it? Not that got you to watch, because, you know, wrestling is fascinating, but why are you hanging around? Like, what is it that they're doing that you're enjoying at the moment? Well, well one, just how crazy it can get and just how, just how fun it is. I mean, I, like I tell everyone, it is athletic soap opera. It is, it's just drama that you watch and you get absorbed in. It's, it's just something to take your mind off things and just put, yourself in, just put yourself into. So in your mind, then, are you surprised that you find that ratings are down so much and people don't want to watch anymore? Like, Because that, you know, the consensus is that, well, not even the consensus, the, the facts are is that less and less than people are watching WWE. No, not terribly surprised because even it was myself, while I, while I do enjoy the WWE product for quite a few things, there's many things where I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> like just they don't keep things consistent for... Not not just minor things, but just major things like with the Sasha Bailey feud. I like, are they feuding or are they not? Are they in a romance angle? What's happening? I don't mm. I don't understand this. Thanks to WWE. Uh, would you be surprised to know that not only do they have a continuity editor, but they've just hired a new one as well? Let's hope he has a longer credential list <laughs> than the last. But it's funny you've picked up on that in only a year, because again, you know my um my girlfriend that's the one thing that she gets confused about. She she can't work out why... Mojo Rawley, for example, she can't work out why he'll be on one show and then he'll vanish another. And I just have to go, well, it's just wrestling. And that's not... you know, Unless you're a wrestling fan... It's just WWE. Just, but, just accept it. But that isn't a good enough excuse, is it? I mean, that is not a good enough excuse to someone that doesn't get wrestling. But once right. you're involved in it, you just buy into it and you're like, okay, fine. Like, I'll just, I'll just accept it for what it is. But it's not good enough. Like, you wouldn't accept it <laughs> if, um, you know, I don't know, any kind of sitcom or or soap opera did it and yet given that wwe is this crazy live experience it doesn't really feel like anything else it's okay to muck around with the story or as you just mentioned it there you know the sasha banks bailey thing was i mean it was so bad it kind of led to everything that's going on with sasha banks right now because i think it kind of deflated both of their pushes both of the relationship they had with the crowd because everybody got fed up of it and now here we are 
you know, Sasha Banks is apparently on hiatus. I mean, I don't know whether you saw, but she tweeted out earlier something like, if you marks only knew. So now she's obviously playing up to something. It's becoming a really... Mm. In way, my, it, the story now to me has become quite murky and there's been loads of people th- you know, hurling stuff around the room. I hate it when that happens. Mm. But that, you know, yeah, I, I don't have that same connection as some other people might have with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks in, from their NXT days. I would love to see them, like, actual story being pushed, like Sasha being a heel. I would love to see that if she stays in WWE and that tweet is a sign of that. Do you watch much NXT? Oh, I love NXT. <laughs> I haven't, I hadn't been able to watch the, re- the most recent episode, but I love them. I, uh, I was out of my seat when Gargano won the championship. He is one of my favorites. Did you think that that was, as Dave Meltzer said, the best? Well, it could be for you, the best WWE show that they've ever put on. Oh, just anything with Gargano is the best for me. I remember watching him uh, take over Philadelphia versus uh, <laughs> Andrade. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, so, and, then, and then actually seeing Ciampa come out, I'm like, what is this? What is happening? Why is this bald man with just just a flowing mop of facial hair attacking <laughs> my, my man? Uh, how did you get into NXT? You, oh, you know, you start watching Raw and SmackDown. Do you just find out about it? I mean, yeah, I, just being uh, getting into wrestling through the Internet, really, um, just had an easier time finding things and just accepting it. I, it was a little bit of trouble for me getting into NXT at first because it is just so different from the main roster. It's just like this, the, product, the production quality is the same, but it, it's just a different feel. It's very much more, I want to say, not quiet, but just it's just more intimate with it. It's just a lot more personal, it feels. If I said to you right now, you had to give up the main roster or give up NXT, what would you give up? Main roster. Yeah, see, that, see that, everyone says that, right? So I do. Do you not think then? And I, 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 well, actually, no. The argument doesn't work anymore because the argument before was always, well, you know, we can't. NXT is is dedicated to a more focused audience, like you and I. We can't do that with the main roster because we're trying to appeal to a larger demographic. That can't be true anymore because the numbers are dwindling. So you know, yeah. with all that in mind, do you think it is time to try and take the approach of NXT and not necessarily copy and paste it, but try and take more of it and ensure? that the main roster, you know, follows some of the credentials that they're doing. Yeah, I think if you j- just take some of the elements, or just, or heck, just even um, just even reference their NXT accomplishments, just like what they did, this is, this is who they were in NXT, this is the character, and maybe just a more focused, I don't know, I'm trying to think of everything that might be put over from NXT to the main roster probably just a, a more intimate focus on the wrestling and the characters yeah well look at gargano champa right i mean it sucked the way it ended because of champa's injury however it you know it was a storyline that basically was told after eight, over 18 months and two years and it wasn't perfectly told but the reason everybody bought into gargano winning as much as he did is a nxt protect championships you know b wins and losses matter and c you really knew who johnny gargano was you know, I think the fact that we had Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston for both titles in a univocation match, and we never, you know, it, it didn't pop a rating, as they say, kind of summarizes what people think about titles anymore in the WWE. They don't necessarily see the Universal or the WWE title as a prize. You know, they kind of they kind of just there. Whereas NXT, you know, I had loads of people talking to me about, oh, finally Johnny Gargano won the title. What a great day! With Kofi Kingston, 
it's more of a oh, he, he deserved it kind of a thing. And I do think that I do think there's a difference there. But I think now you can't really argue the point that you know Raw and SmackDown couldn't learn from NXT because you don't know how NXT would do. NXT is on the network, which is a very niche product, even though it's got like 1.5 million subscribers. It's still niche compared to putting on a television show, especially something like Fox, which has you know crazy is in a crazy number of homes, and anybody could just stumble across at any given time. Yeah, I mm, just going back to the belts. I just think that. I feel like they need to put those two together. The universal title in my entire – it might as well just be the Brock Lesnar belt in my head. Well, I mean, he's, he's held it <laughs> more than anybody else. It's been on for yeah. so long. And it's just – I don't – I feel like the WWE Championship could mean more, but I feel like the universal might hold it – I don't know. I don't know if holding it back is the right way. It's just – it would mean more if you had the one championship in my head. Heck, I mean um, I, I don't think I saw the episode, but I saw the clip where uh, – Daniel Bryan tossed the belt, the the main belt, the WWE Championship, into the trash, and they pulled out his. And I'm like, I prefer that belt. That looks like a really good belt. What the the hemp one? Yeah, I was like, that looks really good. I I like that one a lot. Oh man, I mean the um the whole Daniel Bryan character, I think, has been ridiculous. Right, the fact that he asked for a change. Because he wasn't happy with, you know, the way that he's being treated, which is true. I was reading a thread earlier or a news story earlier from back when he first returned of people saying, you know, I can't believe they're treating Daniel Bryan like this. You know, it should have been one of the biggest comebacks ever, really. That's something to talk to you about, actually, because I guess you start watching wrestling when Daniel Bryan's already retired. Yeah, he was um, he was GM of Smackdown, Smackdown when I first started. And then. Yeah. I had heard so much about him. I'm like, oh, I don't get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. I mean, it's good to still – I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's doing something. But it's not the same magic as everybody else has had. And then he returns at 34, and I'm just like, well, he's back. But Shane, Mc, Shane McMahon's doing kind of everything. Did you – I mean, you probably did. did. Did you – were you aware of the story? And the emotion attached to it and why the whole Daniel Bryan story was so crazy to begin with. Yeah, um, I had learned it from uh, the the YouTube video, uh, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. That's oh, where I would heard it from. Oh, amazing, right? Yeah, man, that video really did have an impact on a lot of people. I was, I think I looked at it earlier, it's still like 3 million views. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, it, what I guess because you, you you weren't around for WrestleMania because it, essentially WrestleMania 30 is when everybody you know fell in love with Daniel Bryan and the ending to that show is going to be hard to be topped if you haven't you know if you if you, if you saw it live because it was just it was awesome like it, it really really was it was something utterly different and it was something that no one actually thought could potentially happen so when you find out he's coming back are you excited are you not excited is it something that you know goes up to the top of the card like. Oh, I thought he was going to just skyrocket ahead, just like on fire. I was like, it's Daniel Bryan. Like, why wouldn't they? This man is a draw. Like, obviously, we know the yes movement and everything else. I mean, I I enjoyed what they did with with, uh, DB as the SmackDown GM. I I enjoyed the yep movement with KO and Sammy. Anything between (laughs) Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn is brilliant. Oh, I love them. I've... See the 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 idea of a face, Sammy. I've never seen that, so that just baffles me. I've only ever seen him as a heel whenever he saved KO, at, which is at a, Hell in a Cell, which is amazing because so many people, you know, used to say, "Oh, Sammy Zayn could never go heel." 
Do you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be able to do it, and then he went actually, well, no, he I does can, it so I, well. Man, he comes I love, across, comes I love it. Like such a jackass. He's so good at it. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so good at everything. And that new character, I am so excited to see what they do with that new character. I, I think how him and KO will interact because KO's a face, but he also hasn't been doing much. So it's just like, how is that going to play out? Well, I imagine that one of them will be on SmackDown, one of them will be on Raw. Yeah, I, I think they'll separate them that way, which I think is good. I think they need to be separated now. Pass. Yeah, they 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 fought too many times and. You know, especially yeah, like you say, given the the relationship they had before they both got injured, you just separate the two, in my opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure their paths will cross again, as, as they always would. But again, that's, I think that ties into the superstar shakeup, and maybe potentially you, you know, you move around the Miz as well, get him away from Shane McMahon. Maybe you don't continue that feud. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the what what the plan could be. But I like the fact that there's there's options. There's options on on the table. Uh, moving on to some news, actually, that, that came out today as well. Have you heard everything about Road Dogg's exit? Or Brian James, I should say, from SmackDown's head writer position? I think I'd heard it mentioned. Yeah, so obviously he has, uh, he has stepped down. He's still working with the WWE. But the real fascinating thing to me is that it seems to be that Road Dogg just got fed up with it. You know, he just got absolutely fed up with it. You know, he was having meetings with Vince McMahon that would take up, you know, the whole night and they'd go through to the early hours of the morning. There was frustration because he would write an entire show and then Vince McMahon would turn up on Tuesday and rewrite the whole thing. And then maybe the, you know, the, the real twist is that McMahon would then hound <laughs> Road Dog, saying that, you know, <laughs> your, your script has no continuity. And I'm sure deep down he'd be like, well, it would do <laughs> if you didn't keep changing the damn thing. Oh goodness! Yeah, which is uh, which is it was it's an interesting an interesting take on it, but well, yeah, just give me your thoughts on that, man. Because again, I don't know I don't know what your your knowledge is of kind of the behind the scenes world of wrestling. But when you hear that's how the writing meetings work, like you stay up all night, you wait for Vince McMahon, then he comes in and rewrites your show. I mean, it's, it still blows my brain to this day to get anything done. I just the concept of Vince McMahon criticizing anybody else's continuity. I'm just like, you you, you want to throw you want to throw that stone through that glass house? You want to? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, kind of like what referencing the prequels earlier. Um, just like George Lucas, it was like George Lucas having a little too much power. I feel like Vince has a little too much. I know it's his company and he has a right to it, but I feel like he has a little too much control over it well he has all the control man no one else had any say whatsoever yeah i just i feel like there should be i don't know how how old is he again he's 72 i believe oh my goodness i don't know i don't i don't think he should step down i think there's obviously a place for him i mean obviously he's brought the company where it is now for for good or for bad but i feel like he there should be more more of Triple H and other people like that. Just more other influences that can bring more to the shows. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> if, if only. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen either, but it would be nice. It would, well, yeah, it certainly would be nice. That's true. But I just find it crazy to think, it just must be so hard. If, you're, if you really think you're putting on a good product and then somebody come and changes all the everything around and then you get accused of of, of ruining the continuity because you know as amazing as i'm sure working for ww is it's still a job and people still take pride in their work and therefore if all of a sudden that you know you, the control that you have over something you're so passionate about gets taken away i can imagine that really sucks i can imagine that that's really difficult also working i mean i don't personally i wouldn't mind working through the night 
but I certainly would struggle working through the night if I worked through the night and then got told everything you've done is a bunch of crap. Then I'd be like, <laughs> yep. uh, okay, that annoys me a little bit, just, <laughs> just so you know. I just found it fascinating. And for him to quit, you know, head writer and SmackDown, not the worst job in the world, probably, probably, it must take a lot is my point. He must really have felt frustrated with it. Couldn't, I couldn't blame him one bit, especially with uh, backstage stories that you'll hear sometimes. It's like, yeah, this is hell. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about backstage. I love this backstage story too. It really made me it put a big smile on my face. I don't know how true this was. It's just people talking and rumors are always uh, abound plenty in WWE. But apparently Brock Lesnar just turned up to WrestleMania late, which I'm sure he's allowed to do. I'm sure it's in his contract. <laughs> but uh, the reason they changed and put Brock Lesnar on first at WrestleMania 35 is apparently, again, rumor, allegedly, allegation, blah, blah, blah. But he, did, he had no idea that the women, the women were main eventing, even though WWE announced it two weeks prior, which goes to show how much he watches wrestling. And then when he found out the show was going to be about seven hours, he was like, well, I don't want to wait around. Put me on first. I was like, Brock Lesnar, you are the best. You are the best. <laughs> like, you're such an asshole, but in the best possible way. And I just, I, look, I think it was the right thing to do anyway. I think, it, I think oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a great thing to put on. But I love the fact that Brock Lesnar has all this power. He can do whatever he wants. Can't I... Yeah, can't, I can't blame him for taking advantage of what what he signed for. He has that power, so he can use it for, like I said, for good, for good or for ill. And in the case of 35, it was for good. That was a big – I was not expecting that. I'm like, oh, this is first. All right. <laughs> Let's did, go with it. Did you know Brock Lesnar from for his USC stuff before you saw his arrest? No, I, I knew he was a fighter. I'd never seen it. I just knew he was a big man who had Jimmy Johns on his shorts. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's a lot of people how he knows him, but I mean, you still know that though. So you're still aware of Brock Lesnar. Did you? Oh, yeah. ever, did you ever find it hard to suspend your disbelief? Because just, I mean, I, I oh, do it no, now that, and then. That, that's a big man. That's a big man who can throw people everywhere. But that's what I mean, though. So when you like, he's in there with say AJ Styles, and AJ Styles is beating him up, and you're not like, what are you talking about? Brock Lesnar could kill him. Brock Lesnar. Not only could he kill him because he's massive, but I also know he's a trained fighter. I've seen him fight real. You know, I've seen him fight for real. Because some people say that to me. They say, Simon, I can't watch wrestling because I can't. But it's same, they said the same thing to me about Ronda Rousey. Like, I can't watch it because I don't have that power to suspend my disbelief. And I sit there the whole time going, either one of these people could just kill anybody. I don't understand why they're not. Because they've seen them in the octagon. Did you ever have that disparaging nature or not really? No, I think I've watched. I've never seen any big, na- like real big names in UFC. I've, I've always had a slight interest. It's like, oh, well, I mean. I'd be interested in watching UFC. I just don't have anything to watch it with, like a subscription or anything. So, but I I, I can understand that. But at the same time, it's like re- the wrestlers are also. I mean, they're trained to do to fight back, not the same way, but still. I mean, they're they're not pushovers. At no, the same time. Oh no, absolutely not. Like a hundred percent, no. I just I, I understand when people say that to me because. It's Brock Lesnar, man. And he looks like he oh, can yeah. kick your ass. Just, I imagine him just tossing everyone into space that comes into the ring. Yeah, and he could I want do him it. to be number 31 in a rumble and just toss everyone out of the arena. Yeah, he could do as well. <laughs> he could do. As we are doing on a Monday, we should run through the preview that WWE's released for Monday Night Raw. So obviously the big note is that WWE gets shaken up. We've kind of touched upon that. And you know, let us know in the comments below who you think is going to move. I think my, I'm going to pick five. My big five are Roman. And again, these are, a lot of these are based on wishes as opposed to what I actually think will happen. Well, all of them are. Roman Reigns moves to SmackDown. Samoa Joe moves to Raw. Finn Balor moves to SmackDown. Usos move to Raw. And Revival move to SmackDown. 
They are my five choices. Would you like to pick five, my friend? You don't have to. And I've just put you on the spot there, but you can if you want. You can pick two. You can pick whatever you want. I'm trying to think now. I agree with your Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. I think switching those belts would be the best thing for him. Breath of, yeah, yeah, breath of new, new air for the both of them. Hmm. No, I think for just a moment for the, the, the shakeup, I'm just interested to see what they do. I haven't really thought about my own personal take on it. I'm just like, all right, it's my second one. Let's see what they do. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. There's nothing wrong with just enjoying wrestling for what it is. That is, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a forgotten art to many people. Uh, we're also going to get Lacey Evans stepping up to Becky Two Belts. Uh, oh. And I'll, I'll read the exact thing they've written. New Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch repelled, interesting word, an attack <laughs> from Lacey Evans on the Raw after Race of Mania. But the sassy Southern Bells assault made a greater impact on SmackDown, where a woman's right seemed to take the fight out of the man, if only for a moment. How will Lynch respond to this new threat? What do you think about Lacey Evans being her first, uh, her first uh, contender? Well, that news article now, I'm just imagining Becky Lynch in a Pokemon game using a super <laughs> repel. Exactly. I don't mind it, you know. <laughs> if you're going to push her, push her. If she does yeah. well, great. If she doesn't, all right, stop pushing her. Simple. I mean, it's weird how we got here with her just walking down the ramp. But, I mean, I like Lacey Evans. I enjoyed her time in NXT. Yeah, and she does look like she could kick your ass. She's quite wide. Oh, yeah. In a good way. She's quite wide. Like She definitely, definitely lifts weights. Uh, also, the Universal Champion awaits his next challenge. Uh, the basketball, the winner-take-all match, pitting the champions against each other. But the Beast Slayer's willingness to put his title on the line, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's saying, who do you think his next challenge is going to be? I'm going to probably go with Drew McIntyre, even though that makes no sense given he lost at, at WrestleMania. I don't see who else they can put him with, and I think it would just work. So I, I would say that probably we go into a Drew McIntyre-Seth Rollins feud. Yeah, you really want you really want a, a bi- uh, another big name to go against Seth right now, I guess, for that. So uh, the only other person I can imagine, yeah, is Drew McIntyre. He's the only other person I would really want to see in that yeah, title I, scene for that. I honestly don't see who else they've got ready, unless they do something like Bobby Lashley, but I doubt it. Uh, talking about Bobby green, La- green eyes, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, talking about Bobby Lashley, he is going to strike back. Uh, it says Bobby Lashley's IC Championship loss to Finn Balor at WrestleMania has made the already aggressive almighty even more dangerous as witnessed by his mauling of Dean Ambrose. Who will Lashley's next target be? That's a good question, you know. I don't have an answer to that. Unless you do Roman Reigns, who's trying to... But I, I, all the all the rumors were that Roman Reigns is going to take on Baron Corbin. I don't know who Bobby Lashley... Who does Bobby Lashley go after? Maybe he just attacks the uh, the leftover members of the Shield now. Maybe just maybe he does go after Roman. I mean, we saw what he did to what he said to Dean. I wouldn't mind Dean Amber, uh, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. You know, yeah, that'd be um, a good one. Yeah, I don't know why. I quite like Bobby Lashley. I think I think he doesn't get used right. And finally, the big dog protects his yard. <laughs> Depending both Monday Night Raw on the honor of his family, Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre. Will Reigns look to challenge his sealed brother, Chef Rollins, for the Universal Championship? No, because you wouldn't write it. Or does he have another <laughs> conquest in mind? Like, if they're going to do Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, this is how we'll wrap up. Give me your thoughts on Baron Corbin, my friend James, because I look, I think like end of the last year, he sucked and it was awful. But I actually quite like what they're doing with him now. I get an odd kick out of him. I think if he uses this Kurt Angle thing correctly, it will be excellent. And you may actually be able to draw a proper heel out of him as well that people actually want to turn off and you know, not want to see. Yeah, I still wish we had gotten that hair versus hair match just with how I know, different why he I looks know. from that long hair. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do it? I don't understand. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, especially I remember watching a hair versus hair match in uh, New Japan. I think it was Suzuki Goon. Or no, it was a uh, Minoru Suzuki. Sorry, yeah, 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 but <laughs> he did, lost his hair. I yeah, forget who it was against. They even did it with that, but they didn't do it with Baron Corbin, who had like, the longest yeah. hair in all of wrestling. Like it's crazy, absolutely crazy. But I like him. I know that's a, a yeah, controversial I, uh, opinion. I always get a kick out of watching it with my friend because you always go, "Go away, Baron," and I'm like, "This is you're doing it again. You're playing right into them." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I know some people just don't want to see him at all, and that's bad. If you're getting like, I want to turn off heat, as they say, yeah. you, you don't want that. But I just. I just, I don't know. There's something, I, I still think there's potential in Baron Corbin. Obviously, wasted potential means nothing. But I think we can tap into something there. And that's why I think if Kurt Angle wasn't going to win and WWE was set on doing Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, which I said at the time, not my personal preference, then this is the way to do it. You know, give Baron Corbin every chance. And Kurt Angle wasn't the wrestler he once was anyway. I don't think many people are going to yeah. remember that. Yeah, I think there's quite a bit about Baron that, I could go, eh, it's not really my thing. But at the same time, I think, I mean, I was discussing with my friend at one point. It's like that, the, was it the, the deep six or the end? No, it was the end of days. That is one, that's, that is a move that is so protected. I think if you push him quite a, well, you, you give him quite a bit of momentum. I think you can make him a big heel, like an even bigger heel. It does have two great moves. Both of his moves are, are excellent. Like that is a hundred percent true. I, I, I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, we'll see. We, we, we will see what happens. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's something there. That's all I can say. I was trying to think of a better way to put it. I can't. I think there is something to Baron Corbin. And there's I would, a potential there. Yeah. It's just, it's not being tapped in the right way. No. And they, and they screwed and they definitely screwed, you know, they definitely screwed the pooch at the end of last year. That is true. That was a mistake. There's no two ways about that. So, yeah. Right. So that is, uh, I'll I, I double check to make sure that there's nothing uh, nothing else going on. I think it's pretty much focused on the, on the superstar shakeup. Obviously, a couple of new guys got announced for AEW. What do you think about AEW, by the way? Oh, I am all for AEW. I, I'm actually going through all of being the elite right now. I think I'm like over halfway through right now. So, which makes that Cronker, uh, Cronker? No, Cracker Barrel sponsorship at All In make a lot more sense. Do you think they can be a, a well, they already are challenging WWE, but do you think they can actually make a proper dent and sort of, you know, scare WWE more than just, oh, we're a company? Not not right away, but I think give, a, give enough time in the fact that they have so much momentum already, if they play their cards right, then I think they can become an even bigger force against WWE, make them step their game up. As a man that lives in America, obviously... If they do move okay, to, good old Texas, yeah, if they do move to TNT, which obviously is hilarious because it's the station that WCW used to be on, which makes it more exciting. But how <laughs> how big of that is? How big is that of a station in the in America? Because I know it's big, but I don't really know because I don't live there, obviously. So I don't, you know, is that like a is, oh. that, is, that, is that like a, a big move or is it like not massive really? I haven't watched live TV in a while, so I wouldn't be the right person to ask for it, but. I don't think it's the I don't think it's the biggest, but it's I think it's like a mid tier uh, yeah. television station. I could I could very well be wrong, but so so it's not it's not like I'm trying to think of the way to put it, but it's not like Impact, for example, which is on that dispute channel, whatever it's called. I've never even heard of it in my life. Oh yeah, it's I've heard of TNT. Like yeah. I know it exists. Yeah, well, I know I know that TNT is big, obviously, because w, again WCW used to be on it, and they used to do crazy ratings during the Monday Night Wars. Did you? I mean. 
so in terms of WWE versus WCW, do you just know like nothing? Is it just like a blip on your radar? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know it was there. I know it existed. I know it was big, but at the same time, I've I think the only ma- WCW matches I've seen are the I've started to watch the Chris Jericho collection since I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on that the uh, second wave cruise. You gonna go on the cruise? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. The two big things I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the G1 uh, climax opening in Dallas come July 6th, I think. And then I'm going to be on the Jericho cruise. Wow. So I'm very much hoping to see Kenny Omega. <laughs> but dude, that, do you not find that amazing that you've gone from not watching wrestling two years ago to now want to go on a wrestling cruise? I think that's amazing. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I've, I think, uh, yeah, Saturday I went to a local show, had, had quite a bit of fun just seeing an even smaller production. <laughs> and I've even had ideas of just, trying to get in better shape and maybe train for wrestling. Yes, dude. Possibility. There is a po- Yes, do it. I love it when people say, just do it, man. What's the worst yeah, that can happen? I think I told you a while back, um, I tried a, basically it was a come in and see what the wrestling training is like and my arms were collapsing by the end of it. Well, that does happen, man. I mean, that's just, <laughs> uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, but I think oh, no. long term, if you like it, it becomes very, very satisfying to say the least, so. I think you should do it, dude. I'm in your corner for this one. I, I support you in this endeavor. I appreciate it. It means a lot coming from you. That's nah, all good, dude. It's all good. Right. So we'll end it there. We are about oh, five hours or something like that, six hours away from the Superstar Shake-Up. Let us know in the comments or tweet whatever what you think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to throw out there? You can promote your Twitter. You don't have to, but I always like to give people the opportunity. No, no, no social media right now. There we go. Done. Easy. Nice and simple. Well, James, I'll thank you for your time. I'll thank you for your, your support again. Again, everything that I do is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. You can come on the podcast. All the information is up there. I am on Twitter at Simon316. That is Instagram too. And look, if you're going to be around Leeds on Wednesday and you want to come to the Defiant Show at the O2 Academy, there's a couple of tickets left. I'm going to be cutting a promo revealing about my future in the pro wrestling world. So that's going to happen soon. So you can look out for that. But for the time being, enjoy Raw, enjoy SmackDown, and I will talk to all you again. The, the live podcast may not be on Wednesday this week just because of the Defiant show, but it will be up either Tuesday or Thursday. There will be a live episode this week, so keep an eye out for it. James, thank you very much for your time again. Thank you, Simon. You're very welcome. And I will talk to you all again very soon.